note to listeners, um, the following podcast was recorded on Thursday, May 29th. Uh, just so you're aware, uh, we do not discuss any of the obvious events that happens, has have transpired um, over the weekend. And um, our, our thoughts and prayers are out to all of those affected. And uh, just wanted to make sure you, the listeners, you're aware that um, we understand we're talking about basketball and there are much bigger issues right now, but uh, we also know some people need a break from it and we hope we can be that break. So um, we appreciate you understanding and uh, please give us comments, feedback, forum, Twitter, Instagram, wherever it may be. And we hope this can, this can be a, a break of sorts uh, to break up the, the knees is really difficult to listen to right now. So uh, we appreciate you taking the time and enjoy. Yo, T.W. and Mark, today I thought we had an unbelievable podcast. We brought a former Wahoo back who spent 20 years at the University of Virginia as a player, an assistant coach, and a head coach. Um, I've known him for 30 years since my playing days, and I think I learned more about the guy in our three-hour marathon podcast than I ever knew about him before. He's been a huge influence in a lot of our guys my time. And since, um, through three colleges, today's guest, Jeff Jones. T.W., you learn anything today? Oh, my God. This was, I mean, this was really cool. We've had, obviously, I always say this, like, every podcast is really cool to me and special. But, like, Jeff Jones is somebody that, you know, when I think of Virginia basketball, I think of him, right, as one of the the things, right? It's Ralph, Terry Holland, and then it's probably Jeff Jones, right, outside of the current current administration and era and it was cool to hear from him i just like was really impressed that he was willing to come on and and talk to us because a lot of people think oh he doesn't like virginia more it's a fractured relationship but obviously like the stuff we talk about today clears a lot of that up and his relationship with you is obviously very special so i think everyone's really going to enjoy this and i don't that's the first time i've ever talked to him so it was really really cool what about you mark what did you what did you know about him before this I didn't know much about him. I knew he coached at American. I knew he coached at, at, at UVA. But I was fascinated learning about his playing career, yeah. right, and, and studying him and knowing and understanding he was a really, really good player, yeah. right? And then we've talked in the past. We've talked to Ratcliffe. We've talked to other people about him as a coach and during his coaching era. He was really open, right? Yeah. He talked about the good times. He talked about the tough times. He talked about any controversial issues that we brought up. He didn't try to hide anything. Um, he was, it was a, it was a good, great podcast. I yeah. enjoyed it. I mean, one of the things is, that I was going to say, the thing that's really, it's not, I don't know if it's strange or just difficult is that I understand like that you, they leave the university and then things happen over time and the relationship oftentimes is fractured. Like, you know, they, they, they're connected, but it's different. And especially with like, Bryant with his kid coming and Jeff Jones having a kid at UVA and then not necessarily having the greatest time there. And I know that can't be easy for a dad and a form alumni and a coach or a player who's like, that's all that is so complicated. Uh, But yeah. Yeah. And he's someone who who we want to hear from. He's someone that the fans want to hear from. Right. And I'm not sure he's always going to come on unless he has a great relationship and trust that person like Like a Doug Smith. Right. To help bring him on the cast on the show. And I, I think it'll show too, especially when he was talking about his playing days. He's an incredibly loyal person to his teammates and players and families, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that shows through, 
you know, for me growing up, all I did was play and watch basketball. And Jeff Jones, Othell Wilson, Ralph Sampson, and next thing you know, he's my coach. And so I, I think the playing stuff, hearing about him, and I mean, dude, they were at a high, high level, right? He's on Ralph Sampson's yeah. team. They're number one and two yeah, the year in and year out. For sure. Incredible stuff, fans. But they better, everybody go thank Dougie Fresh on the, on the forums, at least, for bringing us <laughs> this guest because we appreciate it, man. That was awesome. I'll take it. Jeff Jones now joins us. Coach, thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. Looking forward to it. You know, Dougie Fresh has really been really excited to have you on. <laughs> and one of the things he talks about how you used to make fun of him coming from a small town, and yet you grew up in Owensboro, Kentucky, which is not like a booming, booming, like massive city to come from. No, but it was bigger than uh, Fayetteville, Tennessee, I can tell you that. <laughs> um, I, think, I think by about 10 times for the record. <laughs> but uh, no, you know, um, you know, growing up in, in, in Owensboro uh, was a great experience. It was a great place to, to grow up. And uh, prior to actually getting to, to Charlottesville, you know, I always had, had imagined that I would settle back in, in Owensboro. Uh, but it didn't take me too long uh, after being in, in, in Charlottesville uh, to have my eyes opened a little bit and realize that there was a lot more, uh, a lot more world out there. Uh, than, than what I had experienced in, in, in Owensboro. In which way was Charlottesville different than Owensboro? Oh, wow. In which way wasn't it? Um, uh, you know, there was, there was you know, the diversity. Um, uh, you know, the, the university itself just provided so many different uh, uh, avenues and advantages, uh, you know, for, for someone to, to, to grow as a person. Um, again, Owensboro, that was a, a, a great place to, to grow up. But Basically, it was uh, uh, an agricultural community, um, and uh, it, it just didn't have a, a lot of the, the cultural and, 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 and other advantages that I, I think that, that Charlottesville had. No, no fraternities in Owensboro, probably, right? Uh, well, Kentucky Wesleyan had the Sigma News. The Sigma News okay. were, 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 were big in, 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 uh, at KWC. Nope. Your dad was a college coach? Yes. How did he shape your athletic career and how did he influence you as a basketball coach? Well, you know, I, I learned the game from him. Uh, I was very fortunate through my entire career to, to play for what I consider just outstanding coaches. Um, you know, my, my coach in high school, Wayne Chapman, uh, uh, played Division I basketball, played in the ABA, uh, was very successful as a high school coach and eventually coached uh, at Kentucky Wesleyan after my father left and, and won a national championship. Obviously my experience with, with, with Coach Holland at, at UVA, I was very, very fortunate to have great coaches throughout my career, but I learned the game from my father. Uh, and, and I think I got my approach, uh, you know, valuing uh, blue collar, uh, blue collar values uh, and, and uh, you know, the, the toughness that, that he instilled in, in me and my brother um, you know, I, I think that was really the, the big thing. Um, uh, you know, I, I was the kid that uh, followed dad to, uh, to, to practice every day that I could. Uh, you know, and lots, lots of kids do that, but I was the one sitting on the side watching and paying attention as opposed to, uh, you know, running around trying to shoot, shoot baskets uh, at, at one of the side baskets. So, uh, you know, I, I was always very, very intrigued 
uh, by the game. I, you know, I, I fell in love with the game more so than, than coaching. Coaching uh, became something that, that I pursued because I couldn't play the game anymore. Uh, but I, I, I fell in love with the game very, very early on. Did you have any early influences, players, player-wise? Like, when I came up, obviously I was playing just like Michael Jordan, things like that. But who were you, <laughs> you know, who were, who were your um, guys? Well, there are guys that, that none of you would recognize their names because they, they played at Kentucky Wesleyan That's what I, uh, that's for, what I for, for my dad. A, a guy named Dallas Thornton, who was uh, uh, the Division II uh, All-American, uh, Mike Williams, George Tinsley. They, they had great success. And, and you've got to remember, I think, back in those times, back in the 70s when I was, I was growing up and my dad was an assistant and then became a, a, the, the head coach at, at, at Wesleyan. Um, uh, this was before, quite honestly, college basketball had, had been integrated. Uh, and so uh, the African-American players on, on my dad's team uh, once things became more integrated, were the guys that went on and, and won national championships and, and, you know, attended the University of Louisville. Uh, my, my dad, uh, you know, recruited uh, Louisville Male High School, which is, uh, you know, people would remember, you know, Daryl Griffith and Bobby Turner, uh, Wesley Cox, those, those, those guys, uh, I believe, all attended Louisville Male High School. Uh, prior to the, the integration, uh, you know, those guys, certainly a lot of them, some of them were, were coming to Kentucky Wesleyan. So Division II basketball back then was a, a much higher uh, level and, and probably would be considered, you know, mid-majors. You know, the Kentucky Wesleyans, the Tennessee States, the, uh, uh, the, the Kentucky States, you know, though, uh, there, there were so many teams at the Division II level back then um, that produced NBA players. Uh, and so those were the players that I identified with and, and, and really watched. And uh, uh, I, I can't say emulated, but certainly those were the ones that I paid attention to. So was there any inkling or following of Virginia or ACC basketball at that time for you at that age? No, I, I knew nothing yeah. about Virginia and, um, and ACC basketball to, to me growing up in the, in the Midwest with the SEC and the Big Ten was, uh, was, was considered soft. I mean, that, that was the reputation of the ACC nationally. And, and really, uh, you know, what, what most of us knew about the, the ACC was, uh, you know, North Carolina in the, in, in the four corners. Um, so that, that, was not, that, that was not something that was followed very closely uh, in the Midwest and specifically in, in the state of Kentucky. Were you a big Kentucky fan? Cats? I was. I lived in Georgetown for a while. No. Um, well, actually, I was born in, in Georgetown or, or lived in Georgetown. So yep. my, my yep. father uh, went to Georgetown College. Uh, but um, no, I wasn't a Kentucky fan. And in fact, I, I rooted against uh, Kentucky as, as hard as I possibly could. And in fact, an interesting uh, story, not to go off on a, on a tangent, uh, when, when I was... Uh, uh, I think I had just become maybe the head coach at, at, at Virginia. I, maybe I was still an assistant coach. I'm not sure. Um, Dave Odom and I uh, got a ride with uh, Rick Patino, who was the coach at Kentucky, uh, and uh, his assistant at the time, Ralph Willard, uh, who yep. eventually went on and coached the Seton Hall and Holy Cross. 
So Ralph was driving, Patino was in the passenger seat up front, and, and Dave and I were in the back. And we were driving from the Pittsburgh airport to uh, Five Star Camp. And uh, Patino just kind of looks over his shoulder and said, Jeff, why, why did you not uh, go to Kentucky? I know you're, you're from Owensboro. And I, I looked at Dave Odom, and, and he looked at me like, don't say it, don't say it. And, but I couldn't resist, and I said, I've, I've, I've always hated the University of Kentucky. Uh, so needless to say, that, that didn't go over uh, really, really well. But, you know, it, it, it's funny how things, things happen. Um, you know, once, once Rick went there and I think changed some of the things that had gone on before that it caused me to, to, to not particularly care for, for uh, U.K. basketball, uh, and then Tubby Smith coming in after, uh, and, 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 and now with, with, with Cal. Uh, you know, I know all those guys. They're, they're great guys. And, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't any longer harbor any animosity toward, towards UK. But I, I will tell you one other. It, 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 it was um, very rewarding and fun for me. Uh, I was back home in Owensboro during the summer. Uh, and uh, when Ralph Sampson... Uh, chose and announced he was going to uh, uh, he was coming to Virginia and he picked us over UK. Uh, that was uh, that was a, a fun day to uh, rub it in uh, to uh, my my friends and, and the people in Owensboro that uh, were big UK fans. They're kind, of, they're kind of brainwashed the Kentucky fans. I remember I was a Kyle Macy well, fan. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I grew up obviously um, rooting for my dad's teams, but. You know, I, I, I rooted I – was, I was a University of Louisville guy. I mean, I, I, you know, grew up watching them. And a big part of it, quite honestly, was so many of those, those players I referred to earlier uh, on my dad's teams were from Louisville. Yeah. Uh, and, and uh, you know, that, that really was, I, I think, my connection there. Did Louisville recruit you? They did. Uh, they, they recruited me. I, I wasn't their, 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 their top choice. Uh, no, they, they had uh, Jerry Eves, who eventually went there and had a great career, uh, and Vince Taylor, who went to Duke. Those were the, uh, the, the, the top two, and I would have been probably the third uh, player in, in the state of Kentucky that year. Um, but, uh, you know, that, that, that uh, worked out well for me. But Jerry signed there, obviously, and had a great career, and, and that opened the door for me to, uh, you know, be recruited by, by Virginia. What was your recruitment process like? Uh, unusual. Um, you, you know, you have to remember back then you, you didn't have the, the media involvement in, in recruiting. Uh, and while there were some scouting services, uh, they, they didn't exist, uh, like, like they do now. So, um, you know, players like myself, uh, you know, oftentimes would, could, could go, uh, unnoticed outside of, uh, you know, my, my region. Um, and initially, I think that's 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 what happened uh, when when things really kind of opened up was when uh, my team played against Jerry Eves' team in a in a Christmas tournament, uh, and I outplayed him, and our our team beat beat them, and you know we we made it through our regular season uh, undefeated, um, and uh, the, uh, the 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 coach at at Louisville Ballard, Jerry Eves' team. Um, uh, called the guy who the year before, sorry if I'm rambling here, but it, there is oh, a point. Um, the, the, the year before, Richard Schmidt had been the coach at Ballard. Uh, Terry Holland 
hired Richard Schmidt uh, and, and brought him as an assistant coach uh, to, uh, to, to UVA, along with Lee Raker, Terry Gates, and uh, Jeff Lamp. So when, when, when I had outplayed Jerry and our team, you know, had the success, Don Salyers, the new coach at Louisville Ballard, called up Richard Smith and said, look, you guys should recruit this, this kid Jones. He's, he's, he's pretty good. Um, and so that was kind of my first, uh, I guess, national um, uh, notice that I received. And then after Virginia got involved, uh, quite a few others, including North Carolina, and ultimately my decision came down to Virginia and North Carolina, even though um, neither of them, uh, you know, had ever as much as written me in, uh, a note or a, a letter uh, prior to uh, probably around Christmas. Um, it, my, my recruitment was further complicated by the fact that uh, in October of my senior year, my father uh, became ill. Uh, they didn't know what it was and basically went from October until March uh, in various hospitals. Uh, he spent time in the Owensboro Hospital. He went down to Nashville, uh, spent uh, a month or so there, and then eventually went up to and, and, and thankfully was cured uh, uh, up at the Mayo Clinic. Uh, so uh, the, the recruiting was really, really, really put on hold uh, because my, my dad was away, my mom was staying with him, and my brother and sister and I were all kind of staying with, uh, with, with friends uh, and, and, and relatives uh, during, during that year. So it was not your, <laughs> your, your normal recruiting process for sure. Did you win the state, Kentucky, or no? Did you win the? No, my that 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 year, my senior year, um, uh, we uh, went undefeated during the regular season, thirty-five and and oh, uh, and then in, in Kentucky, uh, they have the Sweet Sixteen. There's sixteen regions, and all sixteen go regardless of the size or anything, um, and it's a random uh, bracket. So the number one and the number two teams uh, in, in 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 the state. My team, Owensboro Apollo, played uh, Shelby County, who uh, had Charles Hurt, who ended up going to, to Kentucky. We played in the first round, which is, is absolutely crazy. And they beat us in a, in a, in a close game uh, after we had beaten them in, in a Christmas tournament in a, a very close game as well. So, uh, no, the answer to your question is we, we never did win a state championship. I, th I think Charles Hurt was 25 that year as well. Well, I, I don't know how old he was. He was a grown man. Dude was a man. I mean, he, he, looked, man. Like, he looked like Yuri Barnes when he was in high school. Exactly. When Charles was in high school. Right. So while, you're, while your parents weren't around a lot your senior year, who was helping to guide you and help, helping you make your decisions? Well, I, the, as I said, the recruiting was on hold. I didn't have any contact uh, with, with, uh, with, with, with any coaches um, during that time. Um, but my, my high school coach, Wayne Chapman, who is Rex Chapman's father. That's right. Uh, and, uh, and, and so obviously coach, coach Chapman, you know, helped me out uh, a lot. And, but there were other people, uh, a guy named Wayman Morris, who was the, uh, the, the vice principal at the high school was, was, was great. Uh, Billy Ray Cartwright, who's, uh, was my eighth grade uh, math teacher. Uh, I, I still hear from him, uh, pretty much every day he sends bad jokes uh, uh uh he emails bad jokes but um you know those 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 people um you know that's that's the thing about being in a in a community uh 
you know, like, like Owensboro, there, there were a lot of really special people that helped Doug and Kelly and I kind of get through all that, but my recruiting that, that was put on hold. Um, uh, another, I don't know if it's interesting or not, but, but different story. Um, you know, I was, I was considering, uh, uh, Vanderbilt, but, uh, the, I think the guy was, uh, Hobbs maybe. Um, and, and there were some issues down there. So I, uh, Vanderbilt probably was would have been my my top choice at least before visits. Um, I, I mentioned Virginia and North Carolina. Um, the uh, the job at Western Kentucky opened up and Gene Cady was hired. Uh, and uh, you know I was I was very uh, Western Kentucky was not far uh, what uh, maybe an hour uh, from from my home. Um, I, I, I knew people at, at Western Kentucky had a lot of friends. Um, I would have uh, very seriously considered Western Kentucky, uh, but that, that meeting with Gene Cady, um, he spent more time uh, talking about, uh, essentially he was saying he wasn't going to just hire Wayne Chapman. That, that was the thought, I, I guess, that somehow or another Coach Chapman was trying to get a job. That Western Kentucky was his alma mater. Um, that hadn't even crossed my mind. Uh, and that would have been great had it happened, but uh, that, that meeting did, did not go well. And so Western Kentucky was, I mean, you know, that, that they, they could have beaten uh, North Carolina and Virginia for a player, but after that meeting, that wasn't going to happen. So you were, you were known as a prolific passer. Was that the best, biggest strength in your game? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, in, in, in high school, you know, I, I, I barely averaged double figures and, and, uh, you know, I, I, I could score if I wanted to, but that was just really something that I, I, it's not that it didn't appeal to me. It's just that that wasn't my focus. And I had some very good teammates at, at the high school level. Uh, in fact, uh, virtually my entire, uh, team, my senior year, um, either that year or in subsequent years went on and played collegiately. Uh, like all 13 guys, something like that. Um, so, so, you know, we, we had some really good players and uh, I didn't average uh, barely double figures and they may have fudged those numbers just to make sure that, that, that I averaged 11 so points. I'm not sure. And what do you think? Like 16 assists a game type thing? Oh, I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, we scored a lot of points. Yep. We scored a lot of points. What did you think you needed to work on most going into your first year at UVA? Um, I, you know, I, I think probably, uh, you know, getting stronger, uh, trying to be, become more athletic. Uh, not that anyone would know it um, looking at me now, uh, but uh, <laughs> back then, I, you know, I was 6'4", 180. Um, and, and, you know, people just didn't lift weights back, back then. And uh, in order for, for me to – to really, I think, be successful against the, the athletes that you face in the ACC, I was never going to be as, as quick uh, as, or as fast as those guys. So the work that we did at Virginia in the weight room, we were one of the very, very, very first programs yeah. uh, to ever really embrace uh, the, the, the whole idea of, of, of weightlifting. Um, and, and, you know, I, I had some injuries that, that limited what I could do. I, I, tore the ligaments in my thumb and, and broke a finger and couldn't gr grasp a bar. And then I ha injured my knee. So, uh, you know, I wasn't able to attack the weightlifting exactly the way I wanted, but, but still what we did 
kind of stood apart from from other uh, from from other collegiate programs at that time. Mm -hmm. You get to UVA your first year. Is it love at first sight? Is it? It's okay. I think I can do this. Or were you having second thoughts? How about how about back to the visit? I want to hear about his visit. You want me to say I can't remember my visit, right? <laughs> no, that's the, that's the, <laughs> that's the case. Of, 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 of my visits uh, to, to colleges, the Virginia visit was absolutely the worst. Um, Same. The, they, 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 yours too? Yeah, I was telling them. I was, I was drinking wine coolers at Arkansas State, and I went to a movie with Matt Blood in Virginia. You tell me what's better. <laughs> Um, um, you know, my, my visit to Virginia, it was interesting. Um, uh, and you know, I, I, I visited, uh, and I can't remember if Virginia was first or, or second. Um, but I, I visited and I figured out that they, they kind of, uh, kind of mis, uh, mislabeled me or misjudged me a little bit. Um, they actually brought me in um, with with a guy who was a Mormon, uh, Devin Durant, and uh, the the closest <laughs> the closest we got to to any uh, alcohol or parties or anything, we we walked by uh, down in Mad Bowl. Um, some of the some of the the fraternities were having uh, some event, and there was a beer chugging event, and we saw uh, and, and hopefully he doesn't mind me saying this, but we saw Terry Gates chugging beers and then going to the back of the line and throwing up uh and, and you know and here i was I, I was thinking wow that that looks like fun um and, and you know i think that really turned devin durant off so uh but anyway um i i did really enjoy my my relationship and uh with with uh, the guys and the people that i met and and ultimately the, i i knew virginia was the place for me the the north carolina visit i, I won't go into detail the North Carolina visit was great. Uh, a lot <laughs> who, of who, who's your who's your host in Carolina? Uh, I had a couple of them. Uh, Michael Corin was the main guy. A guy named Rich Yoniker. Um, and I'll I'll just say this: it, it probably about two or three in the morning. O'Corin and Yoniker, myself, and about fifteen other people were all loaded into Yoniker's uh, uh, convertible. Uh, Cadillac, uh, and uh, and 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 pulled over the 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 university police there just told them to be careful. So I, I just that that that's just a little <laughs> a little excerpt of, of of what went on there. I get it. So how much did I mean? How well did you know like the guys from Kentucky, Lee Raker, and the and that crew before you got there? Did they help you in the recruiting process or? Well, I, I didn't know them well. I knew of them. Uh, I, I'd watched them on TV the year before uh, when the state championship and, uh, uh, you know, they, they were all involved in, in my recruitment, uh, as was Jeff Lamp's girlfriend at the time, uh, Mary Beth McLucky. And uh, uh, they even had her calling me. So, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I knew of them and, and, and we were um, – uh, we, we were very close. So, you know, one, once I made the decision, you know, those guys, and in, in fact, uh, I've been uh, texting with, with Raker, Lamp, and, and Gates uh, in the last two or three uh, days uh, oh, just awesome. about stuff. Um, uh, just, just checking in, making sure everybody's doing well during the, 
the 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 pandemic. Right. I gotta say, when I was in, I was at the Maui Invitational, whatever, maybe ten years ago, and some Kentucky guys came up. I was wearing my Virginia jersey. I was there to see us play, and some Kentucky guys came up and said, "Virginia's always been my number two favorite team after Kentucky because of Jeff Jones, Lee Raker, Terry, and like." I thought that was so cool and that, that, that they've always like adopted us over the years as the second team to root for it, it, outside of Kentucky, which maybe he's just saying that because I was there, but he gave me a bunch of tickets and stuff. He was like, I love Virginia. And da, da, da. It was pretty cool. I don't know. I'd yeah. Sure. I mean, you know, when, when uh, I, I still think that our, our 81 team probably had more, uh, uh, more, more Kentuckians in the starting yeah. lineup, certainly that played uh, in the final four, than UK has ever had uh, with right. with uh, Lamp, Raker, myself, and, and, and Gates. I can't remember if Gates actually started. I think Othell may have started in his place. But, uh, you know, you had you had four guys. Um, uh, I, I doubt that, that, that UK has ever had four, four guys playing a Final yeah. Four from the state of Kentucky. That's a big deal. Yeah, for sure not now. So, back to your initial year at UVA. When you first get to the grounds, are your thoughts like, this is my spot? I love this place. I'm so happy with my choice. No, definitely not. Transfer um, portal. <laughs> <laughs> thank God there wasn't a transfer portal then. Um, yep. You know, there, there were parts of it that, that, that I liked. Um, but that was, a, that was kind of a turning point uh, uh, of, of UVA basketball because – you know, Lamp and Raker had come in, uh, and, and obviously they were very much basketball-focused. Um, you know, I came in, and I was basketball-focused, but the, the entire team uh, was, wasn't kind of in, in the same place. Uh, and that was, that was hard for, for, for me. Um, we, we lost more games that year, and we had an okay year. I mean, we made the NIT, uh, which back then was a, a bigger accomplishment than it is now. Um, uh, we, I think we lost maybe 10 or 12 games. That was more games than I'd lost in, in like the last three years, you know, before coming. So that was difficult. And when we lost at Alabama, uh, in, in the second or third round of the, the NIT, um, and, and by the way, during that game, um, I got matched up, not on a switch or anything. They actually had me trying to guard, uh, Reggie, uh, Reggie King. The guy they called Mule, who was yeah. six six, about two seventy. Yep. Yeah, that was a mismatch. Um, had but, you, had uh, you added your five pounds of muscle, so you were you were at least one eighty five by then, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, you know, when we left, uh, my my mom had come down to to that game, and uh, when we lost, it was spring break. So uh, Terry Gates and I rode with my mom back to to Kentucky, and. I mean, I just told her in the car, you know, on, on the way back, I'm, I'm done. I don't know where I'm going. I'm, I'm done. Um, I, I just wanted to be someplace where there was, uh, I guess, more of a, uh, an, an emphasis on winning. Um, when, when I went back, I mean, I, I didn't make any announcements or anything, and I went back, but I actually, uh, you know, things changed for me, though, that last month and a half or, or so. Uh, you know, met some new friends, uh, and 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 uh, it, it certainly didn't didn't uh, didn't hurt 
that that we were involved with with Ralph. Um, I, I can't say that's why because I made the decision to stay before Ralph actually signed. But but I was I was definitely uh, contemplating uh, leaving, and, and and it was it was solely because just the the emphasis on winning wasn't what I, I really wanted. But as I said, there were more and more guys coming in that were basketball focused, uh, and 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 obviously the. Uh, the success that that we had during that that era uh, really kind of illustrated that that change of focus. Was that the culture that Terry Holland was responsible for? When, with where there wasn't so much focus on winning, or was no? That, I think that was, and something no, that he I, changed. I, I I think that was the the, the school. I mean, I, I don't. You know, at, at that point, Virginia was a great school, but Virginia was a. Uh, uh, kind of thought of as, as a, an excellent regional university. Um, uh, and, and uh, you know, obviously academics, that, that's always been a big deal. But, you know, that stood way up here and, and, and nothing else was even close to it. Um, and, and, you know, the, the term I just used, the basketball-centric guys, um, you know, we, we were all pretty good students, uh, but, but we wanted to win. I mean, you know, bas- basketball was the thing that, that unified us. So I, I don't think, uh, you know, I, I think Coach Holland and, and the staff got credit uh, or, or should get credit for bringing in uh, a new breed, so, so to speak, of, of basketball players that, uh, that, that really were more, more focused on the basketball aspect than the, you know, than the, the, the student athlete. And, and I don't mean to say that we didn't, value education I mean I every one of these guys that I've, I've mentioned you know not only graduated but did pretty well but uh, you know it, it was the, the basketball and the academics went went hand in hand uh, and when we wanted to win and we wanted to win at a high level not at a you know it, it just just kind of being there in the, in the ACC and competing and like all of us right you went to Virginia to play basketball first I mean, the school you had to take care of, and that's all part of it. But you would. I, I mean, if it wasn't for basketball, I, I wouldn't have known anything about the University of Virginia. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that that, I mean, that was the point, you know, to for to sure. go there and to play basketball, and while you're there playing basketball, you can get a great degree, great education. So, when did the Ralph Asteria start? Uh, well, actually, before he got there. But but certainly once once he committed, I mean it just you know it it just took off. Um, How about doing your first year? Was there was there were there ramblings? Were there discussion about hey we might have a chance to get Ralph? Um, yeah, later on in the year, yeah. I mean I can still remember all of us uh, you know going to to University Hall uh, and and sitting and watching Ralph play in the the state tournament uh, back then. Uh, the uh, the high school state tournament, or at least part of it, was 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 played in University Hall. So, you know, we were all there, and, and you know, clearly, <laughs> you know, we we were all keeping our fingers crossed that, that Ralph would, uh, you know, would 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 come to 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 UVA. Um, but the the hysteria was 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 certainly there, and it was it was a learning experience, I think, uh, for everybody at Virginia because that that kind of thing had never happened for any athlete. At, at, at UVA. Um, and, uh, you know, Ralph's presence uh, immediately brought more national recognition, more of a national spotlight 
on UVA athletics than anything or anyone before that. Uh, I, I think that was a bigger deal, again, for national media um, uh, and, and, and the attention it gained than, than in 76 when, when UVA had won its first ACC championship. I mean, I, I think that, that probably pales in comparison to the fact that Ralph Sampson is at, at this school that's, you know, nationally, you know, been, been, been at this level of, of, of basketball. Uh, Sports Illustrated covers and stories and, um, you know, I think so much that the, the, the school and, and Coach Holland felt very, very strongly um, uh, the obligation, I think, to protect Ralph. Uh, when, when I say Ralph was, was, was shy, I mean, I, I can't, I don't, I don't know how to put that in strong enough terms. Um, you know, he, he was very withdrawn. Um, he, uh, he, 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 all the way through his, his career, uh, he just wanted the guys, uh, he wanted to be a great player, but you know, you, you step off the court and, you know, he, he never put himself, uh, above or you know, acted like he, he was something special as, as, as an individual, uh, which, which, you know, made him such a, a, a great teammate. Um, and, and, and eventually, slowly but surely, you know, he, he, he evolved and he opened up. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, I think probably, uh, I mean, I, I guess you'd have to ask him, but, you know, seeing him now, he, he probably feels as comfortable in his skin now, which is great to see than, than ever before because, at a very young age, I mean, there's nowhere, there's nowhere for a seven foot four guy to hide. Right. You know, you 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 can't you can't be inconspicuous when you're 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 that tall. Right. And so, so if he couldn't be that inconspicuous during his visit, there must have been the grounds must have been crazy. You know, I I, I don't really have any any recollection of of, of his visit. Um, uh, or studying. You know, I, I I do know that uh, you know the 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 story that's that's been told a lot. You know, Tommy Hicks, uh, another teammate who lives out in Salt Lake City now, New York uh, kid, um, uh, had had gone up with some of his fraternity brothers and, and painted Ralph's house uh, up on top of University Hall, uh, and. Uh, you know that's that's a, a well-known story, a well-known true story, not not an urban legend, um, and 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 that's really all I can recall about Ralph's visit. I you know, I'm I'm not sure, uh, you know what 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 he did or you know where where they 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 took him uh, on on his visit. Do you remember anything about because he was a shy personality? What, what do you remember about your first like interaction with him? Uh, you know, I, I don't remember. I, I, I do remember, um, uh, one time playing uh, pickup very early on. I don't know if he, he enrolled yet or what the deal was, but we're in university hall and, uh, Ralph caught the ball and I'm in on weak side help. And I, I wasn't thinking, you know, and I came over there and started to jump <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, uh, I, I do remember that. I tried getting out of there. That 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 would definitely be. They they didn't. I don't know if they had the term back then, but that would definitely be uh, being might, getting uh, posterized. Yeah, that, that maybe that was the original. <laughs> the original unknown posterization. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that ball was coming down so hard. It had had I not gotten out of there, that 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 would have hurt. 
But how, how was it for you guys as, like, you're starting to emerge as a team leader, I assume, your second year, and being the point guard? You play – you started your entire first year, I think? I, I think all but maybe four games, something like that. Right, yeah. so you're, you're the guy. And then you have Ralph Sampson, who, you know, might as well be whoever. For you guys being able to, you know, to, to lead him, lead him, bring him in to be part of the team, you know, making sure he does what he has to do. Maybe, did you have to do that? Or did you sense that? Or was it just normal? That's, that's what we do when we play. Um, yeah, there, there was some. And, you know, obviously is, is the point guard. And I was, you know, I, I came at a good time as a point guard. My, my first year I led the ACC in assists and I had uh, Raker and Lamp on the wings to, you know, right. to throw the ball, ball to. And then uh, the next year, uh, I think I, I then set the, the record for assists that was later broken. But uh, uh, you, you add a guy like Ralph Sampson. So, that, I mean, that's a, you know, a passing point guard's dream to, to have those guys to, to throw the ball to. Right. Um, I think the only thing with Ralph is, is that, uh, and, and, and this is well documented, uh, he always, and especially early on, you know, he, he was very uh, uh, willing to, to drift uh, away from the basket. Uh, and, and I think as the point guard, you know, I tried doing, you know, what, what I could. Um, and, and that definitely my, uh, my junior and senior years, um, I think I knew the offense so well that, that I could initiate options that, that would designate that Ralph be closer to, to the basket. So, you know, if, 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 if things happened and, you know, he, he was, he was kind of, you know, drift, drifting out away from the basket, I could, uh, you know, make a make a play call or, or, or initiate. We didn't really have play calls, but initiate options uh, yep. that, that required him to stay close to the basket. So, you know, I, I'm not sure if that's what the question, but you know, that's that's obviously he he did have uh, amazing ability to do things at, at seven foot four, um, right. but where where he was dominant and where people couldn't stop him. Uh, was was in around the basket. I mean, he was so big, he was so athletic, uh, combined with with his skill. Uh, and once once you know he had spent time in that weight room, um, even though he was he looked thin. I mean, he he was a very powerful uh, post player. So by your third year, had your feelings now started? I guess probably started to change by now, because you guys are winning now. Oh no! I, I yes. I mean, my my feelings changed at the end of the, my first year, um, and then through that summer, uh, it, it was just you know during during the season it was it was disappointing. I, I think uh, again it was uh, it was new for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, not 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 winning uh, as as much, but but by the end of the year, going into the summer, I was you know I, I was committed. There was no more thought of uh, of, of of transferring. Right. Uh, you know, the, the, my second year, um, you know, we ended up winning the, the NIT uh, and, and the, the regular season was a disappointment. It wasn't terrible, but we didn't make the NCAA tournament. And again, back then, I think there was, what, 36 teams or something like that. There, there weren't 32 teams, maybe. There weren't a whole lot, but we won the, the NIT and probably were playing about as well uh, the season as anybody. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, that gave us some momentum. And then uh, going into the third year, we, we knew that what we were capable of and, and fully expect we would 
you know, be one of the best teams in, in the country. And you That'd guys, be exciting. That was a big deal back then. That was big. So did you guys win as number one your third year preseason? You know, I don't know if preseason, but I, I think uh, that that year, um, uh, North Carolina, Virginia, and Oregon State, I believe, uh, were in the, the, the top three or four the, the entire year. Oregon State had uh, Lester Connor, I think Ray Bloom, and Steve Johnson were, were their best players. Uh, you know, North, North Carolina had, had Al Wood, James yep. Worthy, Sam Jim Perkins, Black. Jim Black. Um, and, and, and obviously, uh, ourselves. So that, that really, I, I think that year, um, you know, we, we were very good all the way through the year as were those, those other teams, uh, obviously made the, made the NCAA tournament, uh, you know, made it to the final four. Uh, and then, uh, Al Wood just went off on us, uh, in, right. in, in Philadelphia. Uh, we, we didn't have any answer for Al Wood that, that year. He averaged, including that 39 point game in the, in the final four. He averaged over 30 games. The, the two regular season games we had, Al Wood uh, scored over 30 points in, in, in those games as, as well. So, uh, you know, we, we just didn't have an answer for him in, in, in the, the, the final finals. Yeah, you guys were 13-1 and one in the regular season ACC that year. Cruising through the season, regular season as well. Going into the Philly where the final four was held, what was it like? Um, I mean, it was, it was really cool. Uh, you know, we, we had we won the, the, the regionals down in uh, uh, Atlanta, um, you know, beating, uh, beating BYU. Um, had a big scare against Tennessee in uh, the, the, what, the quarterfinals, I, I guess it was. Um, and uh, and, and, and we, we made a change in that Tennessee game. Um, Sorry, I'm, I'm throwing out all these kind of bizarre things. But uh, Tennessee had us down, and Tennessee had a player by the name of uh, Dale Ellis. Yeah. And he was, he, he was killing us. And uh, we, we didn't have an answer for him, and we were down. And um, I, I ended up getting a lot of credit afterwards, but it was just a suggestion. Just, you know, and, and during a timeout, I suggested to Coach Holland that, Hey, let's let's try Ralph on on Dale Ellis. Not not that Ralph could really do a great job of running through the screens. They were running some rover action on the baseline, but but just with Ralph's size, you know, would would that chase him off of his his spot? And uh, it ended up working. And Ellis wasn't nearly as uh, effective, and uh, we we did manage to win that that game. Um, but uh, uh, you know, after that, we 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 beat uh, uh, BYU. Uh, with Danny Ainge, uh, you know, it was very exciting going to the final four, but, but if I'm being, you know, honest, the final four back then, as special as it was that, you know, there wasn't the media attention and the hoopla and the hype back then that, that there, there is now. Uh, so it was a special feeling, but we, we felt like we still had, uh, you know, we, we had work to do, uh, uh, unfortunately, we, we didn't make it to that, that uh, championship game after North Carolina beat us. Uh, we, we did in the very last semifinal game uh, against LSU. Um, uh, none of us wanted to play. Uh, that, that was when uh, President Reagan had, had been shot. Uh, and, uh, there, there was a question about whether 
you know, either game was going to be played and we, we were good, not, you know, not, not playing uh, the, that, that uh, consolation game. Uh, but we ended up winning. Uh, and uh, that, that was the last one ever, ever played. So sounds like you were destined to be a coach with that great suggestion. And <laughs> Holland, Holland even knew it then before he hired you, right? Did, did, Ralph, did Ralph tell you after the game, never, ever suggest that again, JJ? <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm not chasing again. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, su suggestions are a dime a dozen. You know, there, there were probably suggestions made that, you know, we, we did that didn't work. So, uh, you know, that was just a, a, a thought, you know, that I had that. Uh, By know, the way, I, re I, remember, I remember watching that BYU game. That was an unbelievable game. Am I right? Danny Ainge on that team? It, it, was, it was very much up and down. Um, you yeah. know, Ralph went up uh, one time, and maybe you've seen the picture of the poster. He, I think it was Ainge coming in on, on the, the right side facing for a layup. Ralph was on the other side. Ralph yes, put his right. left hand on one side of the backboard and, and, and literally as he was facing and above the rim, blocked the shot on the other side of the backboard. Wow. Yep. yep. I, was, um, I was 11 years old watching that in Georgetown, Kentucky. There, there, there was some question as to whether that's Golton and if your hand's on the backboard or not, but nobody had ever seen that before. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> Take away one of the greatest plays in the, in the history of the tournament. Following year, your fourth year now, you guys have another really good regular season and then get upset in the second round. Was it second round against UAB? I believe that's right, yeah. Yeah. First or second round, yeah. And that's, that's your last game, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, that, that team, we, we weren't as talented as the year before. Obviously, we, we lost, uh, you know, Lamp. Uh, in, in, in particular, Lamp and Raker. Um, I thought that my, my fourth year, uh, and, and, and others might disagree, and in fact, you know, some, some of my teammates that were on both teams disagree. Um, but I, I thought while we weren't quite as talented, you, you know, you don't just replace a guy like, like Lamp. Um, I thought Ralph took a big step up and was an even more dominant player, uh, that, that year for him, his, his uh, I guess that was his sophomore year. Um, and we were much more versatile. Uh, we, we could play bigger. Uh, we could play, and, and I think the, the most effective lineup had Ricky Stokes, Othell Wilson, and myself, uh, you know, three smaller guards uh, on the court at, at one time. And, you know, we weren't hurt from a rebounding standpoint or anything because you had Ralph back there. And it's not like any, you know, bigger players could post us up because, you know, they they post you up and Ralph would just block the shot. He'd clean things off. But it made us faster, less less powerful, and, and uh, better in the open court. Uh, we, uh, you know, we, we had some, some great contests. And, again, us in North Carolina, one and two in the country all year long. Basically, North Carolina had the same team minus Al Wood, and they put Michael Jordan who, who uh, was a pretty good player uh, at, at North Carolina. Um, and, uh, you know, games that stick out, uh, we, we lost a tough one uh, down in, in Chapel Hill. Uh, and, and uh, you know, they, they became the number one team. The return game in University Hall, 
Uh, that was as loud as University Hall had ever been. Uh, the place was rocking and rolling, and we were on our game. I mean, we blew them out. It, it was 20 or so. Uh, Ralph made some ridiculous plays in, in that one. Uh, and then the, I, I guess the, the, the third game, the grudge match, uh, was the ACC championship game. Probably uh, the, the best game I ever taken part of in terms of both teams playing at an extremely high level. With, with obviously a, a whole lot to, uh, at, at, at stake. Um, uh, and I, I, I won't go into it too much, but obviously uh, that was when uh, North Carolina finally got the lead in the, in the second half. Dean Smith called for the, 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 the four corners. Um, Coach Holland chose not to allow us to, to go out uh, and, and try to pressure. Um, I'm sure that was uh, – had at least in, in part had something to do with the fact that Othell Wilson was playing on a bum leg. Uh, he had, he'd gotten a need in, in the quad, uh, a guy named Donnie Epley for Clemson had, had need him in the quad uh, in our first round game. And, and Othell just wasn't himself. Uh, so it, we, we end up losing that game. They get the number one seed. We, we instead go down to Birmingham uh, and, uh, and, and then lose that game. Uh, again, uh, Othell just just wasn't himself. I mean, that that basically, you know, was was the reason for us losing. I mean, Othell was first team All League, uh, you know, that that year, uh, and just was a terrific, terrific player. Um, that was my last co collegiate game. Uh, the <laughs> different things I, I I try to you know I I remember about that game. One is on the stat sheet. Uh, I think they had me down being nine for nine. Uh, uh, and there's no way I could have been nine for nine because, I, I mean, I missed a shot. But, you know, they, they had me down for that anyway. Uh, but, uh, you know, that was, that, that was tough. Uh, I, I, I don't think very fondly of, uh, of, of Birmingham. Uh, we, we, in our league, we go down and we play UAB uh, pretty much every year and, and going down there. Uh, is yeah. is uh, I I I can't help but but remember, uh, you know that that experience. So Gene Gene Bartow was the coach, I assume, right, Mr. Coach Bartow? I'm pretty sure that was right. Yeah. Didn't they, didn't they have a really good guard? Because I I went to a game when I was growing up at UAB. Yeah. A really Chris good Giles. Guard. Chris Giles. Giles. Forward. Well, he was a forward on that team. Um. um Yes, and I, I can see him. I, I'm, I'm blanking. He's, he, was a, he was a shooter. Um, he didn't have a great game. There was another guard that, that had a really good game against us. Surprise. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, and they had a good team, but then they ended up losing to Louisville in, in the next, next round. Uh, you know, Louisville went, went on, and uh, obviously North Carolina, that was when North Carolina beats uh, Georgetown. Right. Uh, Jordan Jordan hits the the jump shot on the left side down in the Superdome. Yeah, now go, going into that tournament because of Othell's injury, were you were you guys more cautiously optimistic, or was it definitely a we're well, underdogs because we're missing a guy, or you know what were the expectations going in? Were you guys still thinking, all right, this is the year we're going we're going to take it all, or was it? Hesitation. Yeah, I, I don't think, you know, I, I don't know that any time we took the court with Ralph that we ever thought of ourselves in, in terms of being an underdog. 
so you know our our thought was that we'll you we'll know figure we'll, it out. we'll make it work yeah um and and we had our chances against uab it just you know uh just wasn't meant to be yeah yeah two point loss 68 66 i believe and and uh yeah. that's got to be got to be a little sad to end your career that way sure but you know, you, you guys had you were part of some really good teams. And the three of us often talk about how hard it is to win, a, win an ACC tournament and also to win a national championship, right? It's really difficult. Yeah, I mean, uh, yes. Uh, winning a, in an ACC tournament, you know, um, I, I never played. Well, no, I didn't. I, that senior year, I, that was the only time I played in, in the championship game. I coached in, in one. Um, it, it was, uh, you know, it, it was something special. I, I do have to say, though, that um, at, at that time, while we all wanted to win the ACC championship, um, that, wasn't, that wasn't one of the, the, the really big goals. Uh, you know, I, I, I think winning the regular season was, was probably bigger uh, in, in that regard, and, and obviously getting to the Final Four and trying to win the, the national championship uh, was 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 huge. Um, when 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 I first as as, as a first year uh, when I first went to my first ACC uh, tournament, um, I had heard so much about it and, and read so much about it, and it 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 it, it was pretty special. But um, it wasn't that much more. Uh, in, intense and exciting than uh, playing in the, the, the state tournament uh, at, at Freedom Hall in Kentucky. When we played Shelby County, there were over 18,000. I mean, it was standing room only. There were over 18,000 people in that building, you know, for, for that game. So uh, the, the, the tournament was, was big, but I'm not sure that, that for me or for Jeff Lamp, people that, that had been in other environments kind of similar that that it was uh, it certainly wasn't intimidating by by any stretch of, of the imagination that concludes part one of our podcast with jeff jones and it's actually three parts um the whole thing is around three hours long um we we break it up into obviously his playing time his his coaching time and we go over the the a photo series and, and we do an extended uh Mount Rushmore segment. You'll you'll want to stay tuned for that. Um, appreciate you taking the time. Part two and three. Reminder coming up, so make sure you subscribe.